you can find something that you have an innate ability for, and we love doing things we have an innate ability for, right? Have an innate talent in our DNA for, and then go, now I'm ready to educate myself, learn, hustle, go after, see, create opportunities, bam, bam. It's gonna be in the prism of my, how I measure every situation where I am going forward. Hunt it down and do what you gotta do to get better at it. And then it's hopefully something that the world can demand, you're, well, that's a sweet spot. Now you're night, night. Hey, you paying your rent, man. <laughs> <laughs> now we got food on the table. Now, now, now we're rolling. Now we're waking up with some purpose. Now we're waking up with, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be a hard day today, but I don't know. I can't, I'm not dreading Monday morning, you know. Um, maybe we'll sleep in, but I got, I'm building something. I'm building something here. I'm in construction. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. It's like if you want to have everything you could possibly want and more, then be a good person. The better a person you are, the more likely that is to happen. There's no better strategy. Don't just do it for the money. You can make a lot of money. When you find something that you love, you will study it. Something that you love, it becomes a difference between being in speaking and speaking being in you. That you will become not just confident, but you'll become competent on that. Visualization is a gift to your heart and your soul. It's a gift. Because if the, the idea is the seed... Visualization is the fertilizer. Welcome back. You're into another year, another grueling year <laughs> of living in the land of the great white housing market. <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> it is good to see you as always, mate. How was your break? Shit, man. It really just confirmed for me that one day I will enjoy retirement. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I had a, it's just been nice. Um, I actually didn't do too much this time. I sort of stayed home and got like caught up on jobs and stuff. I did a little bit of a trip up north, but yeah, man, it was just nice having pretty much no commitments. Eh? One thing I like made a point of was just putting my phone down. Nice. Like properly this time. Yeah. Pretty much from Christmas for like 10 days. I looked at it. I looked at it twice a day, pretty much morning and evening. And that was it. Good effort. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Wish I knew what that feels like. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just tried it this year because I'd been on my phone so hard this year. Oh, yeah. I'm 23, you know, and it was... Yeah, I think it said like this week because I've been back partially in the office and back in the swing of things a bit that uh, I can't remember what the number was. It was like, you've used your phone like 23 hours more this week. Sheesh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's cranking. But um, yeah, good break, man. I definitely feel like it's a little bit quieter out there compared to 22. Mm. So yeah, I've been Auckland, Melbourne, Wanaka way. I tell you what, mate, I say it every time I go to Wanaka, there's no recession down there. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I That's, think it's fucking growing. I think yeah. it's outstripping GDP. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, a sentiment moving that way at the moment, eh? Like, what does a Malibu boat cost, do you know? Wow, they're all different. Okay, yeah. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw one word, I'm like, there's quite a few of these Malibu. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a drink. Yeah. It's a boat. <laughs> yeah, I think they're expensive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a few of those down there. Yeah. Yeah, jet skis. It's chum change down there, man. Dual jet skis on the back of Porsche canines or something. Is yeah, that what yeah, they call yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Cayenne. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, there's some cash flow down there, right? Yeah. It just reminds us that there's money out there. If we want it, we've got to go out there and figure out how to get it. If that's what we want to do. Also, I think once money moves into an area, money follows it. You know, like, yeah, and smart. it's a bit of a life hack. If you can get into like an area where there is wealth, you'll be around wealthier people and you'll have a better chance at getting wealthier. Yeah, because you know, if your neighbor's a multi multi millionaire on one side, and the other one's a multi multi millionaire on the other side, it's a good chance it'll happen to you too because you're around the right people. 
Yeah, I like that. And, you know, that's why people move cities and, you know, why I got out of Harwater, for instance, and no disrespect to, to that town. I loved it there. I could have easily stayed there, but my, I'm chasing bigger things in life. I don't think they're here. I think I need to go where it looks bigger and Auckland looks scary and it looked like, yeah. fuck, okay. And you want to follow um, energy or the things that you're keen on or transactions. And I read into how much business gets done in Auckland compared to the rest of the country. And I'm thinking, well, that's probably... If that's my um, sports field that I want to play on, that's probably where I need to be. Mm. And that's why people leave New Zealand as well. And they go, right, I'm going to go play in New York, for instance, and have a crack. So that's a good thing to think about for all of us is there's something you want to achieve in 2024. How can you get closer to it? I think Tony Robbins talks about it as proximity is power. So how do you, yeah, how do you get closer to the people that are doing the things that you'd like to do? And then you're going to be in their world and start picking up those things. Mm. And the way I often talk about it is that in life we end up down a cul-de-sac without even realizing we ended up down there. And if we just turn right into a different cul-de-sac where it's, uh, let's just say money-wise, a million-dollar neighborhood yep. um, versus a lower socioeconomic neighborhood, what would our life look like? Mm-hmm. It would look completely different and we'd be mixing with different people and we would see the world differently and we might help more people, you know, you just don't know. So you've got to be careful of what cul-de-sac you've been in. And it's not always about money too. It is basically the same thing. If you wanted to be a Warriors player, for instance, and you got to go and be in that environment or be with people that loved rugby league and they were training every day and they were trying to get better and you saw them out on the cul-de-sac and they're doing fucking drills, they're trying to learn how to pass from left to right, from right to left, you'd be sitting in there looking out into the cul-de-sac going, shit, man, like I probably need to be doing a bit of training here. Yeah, yeah. But if you were down the other cul-de-sac and it's like, oh, yeah, I'd fucking want to be a warrior, but we're out in the middle and we're having barbecues and we're having lion reds and we're just doing that every day. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a lion red, mate. No. <laughs> you're wearing a lion red T-shirt. This uh, podcast is brought to you by lion red. You know, you're probably less of a chance to go and be. For sure. Because it's going to be like, bro, why are you out there at the backyard fucking throwing the ball left to right, you dickie? Come out here, have a yeah, lion red yeah. with us. Oh, okay, go on there, mate. You know, yeah. so think about what cul-de-sac you've got yourself into and how maybe you need to look down on that and go, hmm, where is this cul-de-sac going? Do That's I want wanna... luxury areas. It's yeah. not like one luxury home in its own suburb. Mm. It's like 500 that are priced at 5 million because they all like living next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I saw when I was down in Wanaka, you know, some pretty Mac Daddy houses getting built and stuff. And, you know, we talk about this often about the cost of, of properties and whatnot. And you think, shit, you look at some properties here in Auckland, you think two point something million, you think, fuck, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty aspirational house. And then you flick at the moment, if you go out a play in New Zealand, you open the Cora magazine, the first page I think is like, here's an $8 million house in Monica. Mm. $8 million. Mm. Okie dokie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's just a good reminder that there will always be people way further ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. And so don't get caught in the comparison trap in 2024. Be careful of what things that you have decided to be like your goals and where those have actually come from. I think it's very easy over summer to go away and to see what other people are doing and kind of go, I want that. Why don't I have that and get into that envy type thing? And mm. and they might not even be things like dial yourself back to do I actually want that? And all of a sudden you've set yourself a 2024 resolution that's got nothing to do with what you actually want from your life, but you heard someone talking about it at a wedding or at Christmas or your uncle mugged you off about your, how you're not doing X, Y, Z or your cousin's doing this and you got triggered by the fact that you're not. So you're like, I'm going to go out there and do all this stuff. Do you actually want to do that? Yeah. Super beneficial to actually think about it deeply and be like, 
is that for me? Yeah. Yeah. Righto, mate. We've got Tangy there for a change. Um, I've made a stack of notes here. Good. So probably going to talk at you, and you can give me some some feedback on some of these things. This is about destroying 2024. Absolutely annihilating it. Mean. Like, basically, they might not even let us go into 2025. <laughs> We're going to do 2024 <laughs> that well. So one thing that I did, mate, uh, so just for a bit of context here, there's – I've got some thoughts, and I'm sure you will too, around like the economy and all of those sorts of mm. things and what that looks like. And we'll touch on those because some of these things are then based on what I think that the economy is going to be like. And very short, I think it's going to be another tough year. I think it might be tougher than last year. Mm. So already mentally, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I need to get ready for that. Last year was a fucked slog, man. <laughs> on the 5th of January, I think it was, when I was coming up here on my scooter up Queen Street, I'm like, fuck, here we go again. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, my, that should not be what my brain yeah. is telling me. It should be like, <laughs> let's like, go, baby. Yeah. We're back. Like, how good? It's 2024. I'm like, here we go again. Like, it's just like, put the heavy backpack on and walk up the hill, boy. It's yeah. a long one. <laughs> uh, I got a new backpack for Christmas too, so that's exciting. School bag. Anyway, so there's some things about the economy but then there's also like there's so much goal setting type stuff out there. So we're going to touch on like a little bit of that as well, but do it from a different angle. But I think the first thing, because I think to have a great year, you actually have to decide that you will have a great year. Mm-hmm. So then I think a really good exercise to do is to take a pad and pen. And I did this on the plane on the way over to Melbourne. So I got a couple of BWAs on the old plane. I got my gold pen out. I got a piece of paper, went old school and I wrote down what made 2023 great. And I think most people won't actually do that. They'll just get to the end of a year and go like, I want next year to be better. I want this year to be great. But they don't even look back and go, well, hang on, what made last year great? Because there's clues in there that you could do some more of that stuff. So I folded my piece of paper in half and I wrote, Luke, like what made 2023 great? And I wrote down some things that were cool for me. And then I gave it to Taz, who was sitting next to me, because I could she's like, what's he doing? <laughs> you know, she's watching Barbie, and I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm watching Barbie. <laughs> um, and so then she writes down, like, what made her 2023 great? Then I go to another piece of paper, how can I make 2024 better than 2023? Oh. Yeah. And then you've got to be yeah. very deliberate. Yeah. Okay, what are some things? Because what you realise is that, you're not all of a sudden like, I'm going to write down a hundred things. You're like, yeah. okay, there's actually not that much that I need to do to make it because 2023 was already fucking awesome. Yeah. This is a great way to figure out and be deliberate about being like a slap in the face, being like, boy, you just need to take action. Yes. Because that's what it comes, it's going to come back to when you start working out these tiny little things that you've got to compound and do more of. So then on that page, you're going to get some things that you think you need to do in the here and now to make your year better. Now, I think you want to keep that as well because you want to go back and review that in 12 months' time to see Mm. were those things right. So what I then do, so this is me playing and brainstorming and having some fun. Then I go back to my blue book that I know that I'll have in 12 months' time. So effectively like a journal, and I start to write down, okay, so off of that list, what are the things that I want to do that I think are going to give me a great 2024 So that's on the right-hand side of a two-page book. And then on the left-hand side, so I'm doing that with my gold pen on my right, with the goals, like what winners have, gold. And then on my left-hand side, I'm back to a black pen and I'm tactics. Okay, tactics and actions. What things do I, if, if those things are to come true and to become reality, what do I have to do to ensure that I can look back and go, oh yeah, those things Mm. did, did happen. I did them and now I have the data 
did it make my 2024 better than 2023? So I think that's the framework. It's getting me excited as fuck, eh? <laughs> yeah, I thought we I've, might. I've done a little bit of this already in the office. I sat down and sort of went through a bit of that. And uh, for me, I called it my game plan. Nice. So I just was like, right, what was good last year? What can be improved on? And how do I do those things? So the good things, I'm like, how do I accelerate those? Or do I want to? Or are they enough? And then the stuff that I can improve on, what what's the game plan for the rest of this year, 24, to make sure I get a return out of it this time? Or, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah. It's fucking exciting, eh? Now, I think... The thing to touch on very quickly too, mate, is that we could be very boring with planning a year. Now, what that means is that we're now speaking on your behalf, but I'd imagine this is you probably feel the same way. I just need to figure out exactly how to articulate it. But we've kicked the snowball down the hill. Our and, foundation is built. Yes. Yeah, it's very different to building the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realise like, there aren't many things I need to do this year. I need to keep doing what was working last year mm-hmm. and it's pretty fucking boring. Yeah. But I just need to refine it one percenters and I might need a new project to work on. I might be thinking bigger and I'm, I'm going to make sure that in 12 months time, I'm a bit closer to making that a reality mm. by just doing all these little things that I know I need to do. But there's about to achieve this one goal or keep to move me in a one percent direction to potentially have that person knock on my door or that opportunity turn up. I probably don't need to just go and knock on and go like, is the opportunity there yet? No, I probably need to prove it. So I probably need to do 400 of these things over here, yeah. i.e. like a podcast. So if we use an example, if we want to keep the change sponsor, for instance, well, you probably need a whole heap of episodes before you can get the sponsor, right? You yeah. don't go like, oh, I've started a podcast, want to sponsor this? I'm fucking yeah. really cool and important. Who are you? So that's, I guess, a good example. So I think you and I are probably at the stage where we're not like, here's six magical things that you can do to fucking blow up your 2024. No. Like, we've, we've, <laughs> it's a great title for a YouTube video, though. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, they're everywhere. But really, we're looking for 1% improvements, little things. And to be honest, that's what I think most people actually need to be doing, but they'll be looking for the big thing. Mm. Instead of going, what I've written down here is, you want to be looking at your life for minor tweaks, not major. Yeah, and it's weird because it's, it's harder because it's easier. Yes. Because in your head, if you just go and make this little baby step and a little baby step on top of it and a little baby step on top of it, if I sit down and tell someone that that's what you do, I'm like, to the brokers, I'm like, communicate with the client three times more during the process. Like literally just pick up the phone and let them know what stage it's at. And they're like, oh, what? How does that make it better? I'm like, just trust me, I've fucking done it. yeah. And then you get more referrals. It just happens. Oh, your business doubled last year, did it? Oh, cool. Interesting. Mm. You know, like these tiny little improvements just start compounding. And it's not like I need to go and find the AI lead generation bot that I can get a thousand mortgage leads a day. Yeah. It's not that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just different. And it, it's really, it's almost hard to believe that it's so simple and easy, but that makes it hard. Yeah. To use a a really simple example, this is why I've put this water bottle there to remind me that you might decide that you need to drink more water. Mm. Well, cool. And then you could go down a major route of like, righto, I'm going to fucking get a new hydration filter in my house and like do all, all the fancy shit. Or you could simply put a reminder in front of you, i.e. a drink bottle Mm. with water in it 
and make sure you've got one in the three most common places you are in life. And one's probably at home. So then you want to figure out what area am I in here that I spend the most time. So I see it. Oh, there's my drink bottle and it might be on your table, on your bench or in front of your fucking TV if you're a loser. Uh, just kidding, guys. <laughs> um, and you want to put one there. Then you want to put one on your desk at work because that's probably where you spend some time. Then maybe by your bed, but you probably don't want to do that because it's going to wake you up in the night and it's going to then uh, impact your sleeping. So you never get into some sleep later on. But you want to put it there to remind you, and then you'll probably just start drinking more water. Yeah. So you don't have to go on this major thing of like, how am I going to become a fucking water drinker and stay <laughs> hydrated? So you're just trying to make minor tweaks. And so on that, what I've said too, is that you basically, if you want something in your life, put it in your life. So if you want to be a water drinker, put mm. water in your life. So have a water bottle around you and you'll find that you'll probably just reach to it because it's there compared to if it wasn't there. And if you don't want something in your life, remove it from your life. So if you didn't want to drink water as much, well then get rid of your You are like literally a walking example of this. You moved into a house above a gym and a sauna and a supermarket. Yeah, I'm a bit crook. Yeah, because yeah. you were like, I need these things to be put in my life. <laughs> There's the water bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like that's get a great closer. example of it. You're getting so close to it that it's impossible not to do. Yeah, and then you've got less excuse because what you're doing is you're making it easy for yourself to succeed because mm. it's there. If you walk past the gym next to your next to your door every day, it gets pretty hard to be like, nah, I'm not going to go today because mm. it's right fucking there. And you know, it's like a smack in the face that you're lying to yourself every time you walk past it. Yeah, so you're trying to remove excuses of why you can't do something. So another thing there as another example would be that say you wanted to start saving money what you would do is instead of being like, I'm going to save some money, you get your black pen out and you get your gold pen out, you're like, save more money. And then your left-hand side, you're like, right, how am I going to do that? Okay, I'll, um, I don't really know because I fucking don't really know how to save money because it's been really hard. So that's why it's a goal. <laughs> so then you're stuck and you're like, so the first thing you do is you basically go to your internet banking and you set up a savings account. Then you've taken some form of action yep. and then you set up a automatic payment on the day that you get paid. So as soon as you get paid, you're automating it, bang, move money over there and you're you're becoming a saver rather than like, yeah, my goal is to save more money. Mm. Like that's really easy. I read a study, mate, a thousand people in America in October, 2023 were asked about their New Year's resolutions. And number there was three, three are the most common number of resolutions that people set for themselves. Now the first two are fitness and finance. Guess what the least and that's like 38 and 37 percent of people of the thousand people were like yeah those are those are one of my resolutions yeah so we know that this needs to be around fitness and finance for most people and these are principles you can use across anything but guess what was the least common resolution the least common resolution yeah and they must have given them options i don't know how many options there were fixing the roads (laughs) yeah i'm just thinking about roads (laughs) Getting better at my job, 3% of the 1,000 people. Really? Like, yeah. That leads into that stuff, though. That's exactly what I thought. Now, the beautiful thing about that, mate, is that shows you how easy it is mm. to get ahead of people. Yeah. Because the last thing they want to do in 2024 is get better at their job. Well, why the fuck would I want to do that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, we could do a so whole pot on that. Eh? But that's basically what the last 400 podcasts have been about yeah. is just getting better at something. So you're competing with 3% of like, you're competing with yeah 3% of people that think like, you know, I probably need to get better at my job this year. 
Th- that's all. <laughs> that's it. Like, if you want to crush it and you want to do well, do what other people aren't doing. That is wild. And get better me, at your eh? job. Yeah. yeah. Get better at what you do. Get better at your life. Get better at your fucking career, your job, your business, um, your education, whatever it is that you do. Just understand that statistically you're competing with way less people than you think. And Three eventually, people out of a hundred. Yeah. And eventually the world, your employers, clients, customers, etc., they cannot help but notice. Yeah. It's impossible when you don't. Man, I had some real good service over the break in a hospo space. And I just like made a real good point of making sure they knew way. Eh? Nice. Because, man, when that happens... That person, if they keep acting like that, they'll go somewhere because they'll get noticed. And I just made a point of making sure that whoever was the boss knew that how impressive it was. Yeah, it's you awesome. Because like, and you know, when I don't do that, when it sucks for the other ninety-seven out of a hundred people that suck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that aren't trying to improve their life, you know, yeah. So those little things happen. Like she, that might have been her fifth compliment this week, and the boss is like, "Fuck, you're gonna have to go into a management role." Man, who knows? I don't know, but yeah. you know. But it also they might get the feedback, and it might happen again, and they realise like, wow, okay, because this happened to me as a young fella. Where because you can remember things from your past, and it's usually because of some form of emotion. Now, there's a lady who reads Money Mail now, and I'm connected with her on LinkedIn, and she came through the Foursquare uh, when I was working there, and she wrote a letter to the owner of the Foursquare and was like, "We were coming back through from a funeral. Just wanted to say like, this guy really made our day." Like, I can still remember that because I'm like, yeah. whoa, that's buzzy. Someone wrote a letter about how I made their life better. Yeah. That's fucking sick. And so that's probably led to me wanting to like do more of that or realizing, like, oh, I've got that in me. Mm. Now, when people like, aren't thinking about that stuff, because they aren't, because it's just, this is not how they're wired. Yeah. Then, sweet. You're, you're going to roll them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just easy competition. 100%. Yeah. I've said here as a, as a note, mate, that the key thing about all of the stuff that we'll talk about and are talking about is remember that action leads to action. Mm. And so the key point is do some shit. Yeah. That's why Nike say, just do it. You know, fucking do some shit this year because all it does is it snowballs into more action. Now, that's why I always give the example. If you want to make a little bit of extra money, the first thing that you can do is sell something in your house because it's forcing you to take action. There are no excuses. We've all got something in our house that we don't need. And I've seen you doing it three times already this year. Mate, I've got a wallet full of cash. You're in the top <laughs> 1%, probably top 0.5% of earners. Sorry, Mikey, just to give away your account. Probably 025 <laughs> of earners in this country. And I see you on your Instagram be like, boom, just sold 50 bucks worth of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck is my man up to? But like you're... First you of January, I hustled the first one out the door. <laughs> yeah, you sharpen the old uh, axe, right? But there's reason for you do it, but there's people who need to do it. Like, you don't need to do that. No. But people need to do that, and they're not going to do that. But if you take action, then it usually leads to another form of action. So you're going to sell that thing in your house, and you're going to realize, like, wow, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, plus once you've played the game for a while, it doesn't matter really what the dollar value is. You just play the game. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I could chuck this stuff out, <laughs> but uh, it's more fun to now, sell it. <laughs> the flow on piece of that is that this, this is a really good example because I was talking to my partner's sister over the break and I'm sure she'll be listening, but she Airbnb'd out her property. 
Now, that's something that some people could do. Some people that would be too scared to do that, they wouldn't want to, they can't be bothered, et cetera. But that's something she obviously identified as like, okay, that's a way to pay some bills. Mm. The cool thing about that is that you need a cleaner. So you can clean it yourself. But then there's times they're like, okay, we can't clean it. Mm. So then they go, well, maybe we could get a family member to clean it because they want to make some extra cash. So that leads into my principle of stop just thinking about yourself when it comes to taking action. Like take action because you don't know who else you could help. Mm. Now that cleaner now gets some extra income as well. And that might be someone in your circle. It might be someone in your family. It might be someone in your neighborhood. And you've indirectly, without even thinking about it, helped them. Yep. By you taking some action. So whatever the action is that you decide to take this year, don't just think about it as like, okay, I've got to do it because I want to get closer to my goals and stuff. What you'll notice is that action creates more action and that actually helps other people get closer to the things that they want as well. It's so true, man. This is when you start uh, you start realizing that you can't do it without people, but then you also, like I've got quite a nice network now of working around people that I quite like. That's really nice, eh? Yeah. It's really nice to like be around people and trust people and be on the same wavelength as people and all wanting to go towards a similar goal. And I don't know, it's just a nice mindset to be a part of a crew like that. And uh, it all started like by myself, but now it's built up to what it is over the last like five or six years. And there's a lot of people helped along the way, you know, and didn't happen without taking action. Yeah. 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 It just shows the power of actually starting something. So yeah, I mean, obviously massive on action. We spoke towards the back end of last year about how I often take so much action that it can negate the, the downsides of things that I do. But action, I think, is underrated because we don't know what it's going to lead to. Now, one of the reasons that you can't take action is because you think too much. So one of the things that I've got for people to think about is to reduce their think time. So stop making repetitive decisions time and time again and systemize them. That should be nothing new. We've spoken about that before. And overthinking is a cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just... Overanalysis and overthinking is the killer of so many good outcomes. <laughs> yeah. I see it so often, eh? So if you need a good book or resource in that space, maybe something like Mel Robbins' five-second rule, which I can summarize the entire book for you, is if you're thinking about doing something or you're thinking about anything, only do it for five seconds yeah. and make a decision in that five seconds. And you'll find that you'll make 90% of them well and 10% poorly, but you would have made so many more good ones than you did last year. Yeah that it won't matter about the 10% that you get wrong. Often your, if you've got good morals, your gut will often tell you what's right and wrong and you can make a decision way quicker than you believe. And then when you don't, you learn from that and you never do it again. Yep. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Righto, mate. So into some things that, oh, actually, I might go this way first. I think that the best way to sum up how to have a great 2024 is to think like a tennis player. Oh, yeah. So remember we were talking about thinking like a prostitute in 2023. Were we? About, well, I was, yeah. <laughs> going out. Of course you were. Getting that cash, <laughs> yeah. you know. They just keep it simple. You're hustling. Like, yeah. You want it. I've got it. Let's talk. Hand over the cash, right? So that's a good concept. Think like a, a prostitute if that's your thing. But they keep things very simple and they don't care what's happening in the economy. They go out there and they find that the cash and they simple. get it. <laughs> now, act and think like a tennis player. Now, I'm going to use Nick Kyrgyzos. As Ooh, an example. He's the crazy guy. And I know that some people are like, oh, he's a fucking 
arrogant asshole. Perfect. That's why I picked him. Because I'm like, sweet. Half the people will like him. Half the people won't like him. Now, I ask you this. If you have such a high opinion of Nick Kyrgyzstos, spell me his last name. There you go. You can't. You're full of shit. So it's not that important to you that you actually know that much about this person. You've just had it planted in you. Well, you've decided that this person isn't someone that you, you might want to be like or think like. This is a good example of who cares, strip back, that now you're actually thinking about a tennis player, you can picture them, etc. So we either love them or we hate them. But why I say act like a tennis player and Kyrgyzstos is because A, he's authentic and he bees himself, whether you like that or not. Now, in a world of what's becoming more and more AI, it's going to be cool for like six months to see fucking AI images on LinkedIn and shit. I'm already like, oh man. Same. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. And what's going to happen is that people are going to desire authenticity even more. Now, part of why we love or hate Nick Kyrgyzstos is because he is himself and he doesn't give a fuck what you and I think about him. Mm. And he throws his racket around. He loses his rag. He does all sorts of weird shit. I, I haven't followed him for ages, but I just like the only reason I know about him is because other people have been wound up about him. And Same. They, yeah. That's like G-fame. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so be yourself and know how to do that and things will happen for you. Mm. Yes, some of them might be negative, but that's just life. That's what happens. But what does a tennis player do at the baseline? Is that the baseline, the top of the tennis court? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. They're on their toes, right? So they're anticipating the next step. Now, I think too many people in life are just sitting there flat-footed, concrete feet, just looking around being like, oh, what's going to happen? They're in the stand, brother. Yeah. Watching the game. Exactly. Yeah. So if you get onto the court, you just want to be on your toes because you don't know what's going to happen next. And I think that's how we want to be acting in 2024 is basically like, okay, I've got to stay ready for this shit because you just we don't know what's around the corner and we never do. Mm. So if you are anticipating the next step, a good way to do that is just to basically stay on your toes and know that, okay, I'm, I, I'm not entirely ready, but I'm going to give myself a chance to be ready Yeah, should something happen that I need to react to. Now, tennis players as well, and much like that famous ice hockey quote, they move to where the ball is going. They don't just stand, they don't hit it back and stand there in the middle of the court again. Yeah. They're like, right, like, where do I think they're going to hit this ball next? And so they're trying to anticipate what is going on. Equally, when they can, they rest. So as soon as the point is finished, they're like, right, I need to get my rest in. Because this is a fucking high-performance game. It's tiring. Extremely cardio-based. Yeah. Not many overweight tennis players. I don't think I've ever seen one. So they've got to, basically, as soon as the point ends, they're like, right, you see them go into like relaxed state of like, okay, and they go back into a rhythm. Like, right, bouncing if they're serving. If they're not, they're standing at the other end of the court, swaying back and forth. routine. Yeah. So a tennis player, I think, is a really good example of someone just to watch and go, wow, they are like, they've got routines for every part of their game. And then they all look different because they all play it different. And that's the beautiful thing about sport is that you can then do it the way that you want to do it. So they rest. And then the last thing you often see a tennis player do when they win is throw their racket, lie on the ground, and then they celebrate their win. Mm. So very, very simply, want to be thinking like a tennis player. <laughs> That's quite cool. I like yeah. what you did there. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so on your toes, be authentic, be yourself, 
Move to where the ball is going. So move to where you think the economy is going, where your job's going, where your life's going. Like get ahead of that. If you're mm. going to be having a baby, cool, we're thinking about that now, not in nine months' time, those sorts of things, right? If you potentially don't have an emergency fund or you're potentially going to lose your job or your income's going to change, you want to basically be like, okay, I'm going to play the game because mm. you know the ball's going over there. So get there so you can fucking hit it when the, yep. when the ball lands rather than like, oh, holy shit, how did the ball end up over there? I'm on this side of the court. Get your rest in when you can because that's important. It's what a lot of people are doing at the moment and celebrate your wins because life just keeps going. And all of a sudden, 72 hours later, everyone's forgotten about that last tennis game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another tournament. Exactly. And it rolls on. Yeah. So celebrate when you can, much like we did at the end of the year where we sat down and had way too many bottles of champagne. Yeah, shit, that fizzy wine took it out of me the next day, (laughs) eh? Yeah. (laughs) It was a good celebration though. And then my final thing, mate, and what I basically said about why I picked Nick Kyrgyzos is because remember as well that- I think his name's pronounced Kyrgios. Is (laughs) it? <laughs> you don't even know how to spell it. Exactly. We'll pronounce it. I think uh, there's, I've got a mate called Kurt, and we call him, uh, I call him Kyrgyzos, and uh, I think I've like, planted that in my head so many times. No one knows your last name either. Maybe your last name because it's Smith and it's a bit more common, right? But <laughs> Nah, but no, th- it's not important. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Remember, like, you're not that important, so just chill out. Nah. It's all good. Like, Nick doesn't care if you like him or not. You know what? Nick probably doesn't even fucking know you. And here you are putting shit on your social media about what you think about this yeah. person. They probably don't even know yeah. you exist. So, I mean, how many people have talked about the Queen since she died? She was the most famous person on the planet for like 80 years. Yeah. Gone, boof, over. Just like that. So, don't get, I guess what I'm trying to say there is like, don't get too wound up in your own shit and how important your goals are and like all this sort of stuff. Just chip away. And have a go at doing the things that you need to do to help you get closer to achieving them because no one's going to be like, like there's going to be people that don't want you to achieve them. There's going to be people that want you to achieve them. There'll be people that like you, people that dislike you, uh, people that talk about you. That's just life. Mm. But you just want to be yourself, be authentic and know that the people will forget about whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's good or bad very shortly and the world keeps spinning because there's another tennis tournament just around the corner. Mm -hmm. Now, mate, into some sort of ugly stuff or what I see 2024 looking like. Now, I've written here, know that it will be negative because we have a new government to attack. Mm -hmm. That's fun for sleepwalkers who get stuck on level politics instead of leveling up. A little punch in the face for everyone there. (laughs) What that means is that there's, it's very now easy to keep talking about politics again because there's a new government, so they should be able to fix everything. And what are they doing and what aren't they doing, et cetera, et cetera. But what I've said here is that, and second to that, media revenue is decreasing. So it's because they suck. <laughs> so what are they going to have to do? Like they're not just going to go, oh, wow, our revenue is decreasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's because media is declining. Um, wow, yeah, because social media is a thing and marketing is getting spent over there and podcasts are starting to get our advertising dollar and stuff. Wow, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is what it is, I guess. They're going to push harder. And how are they going to do that? Well, they need to get our attention mm-hmm. because they want to sell advertising. So I laughed so hard at that thing that you put up about Luxon's house getting like robbed or something. Yeah. Or some, was like, some, some guy being there. Yeah. It was like basically trespassing, right? I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline. But they had to put in the value of the house. Yeah. Like they probably increased their clicks by like 20% or something just by doing that. It's very smart. It's smart, but it's also fucking 
petty bullshit that means nothing. Mm. So like if that triggers you, you have to learn to rise above that stuff, eh? Nice. Because it doesn't change your life. No. If Luxon's house is $100 million, it doesn't change your life. It's got nothing to do with you. Go and get your own $100 million house. Work so, out how to do it. Someone messaged me and said, well, he probably like, he should be teaching other people how to do that. I think they were quite genuine. I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, oh, but at the moment he's trying to run the country. <laughs> so whether you like the guy or not, right? Preoccupied. <laughs> But I'm like, there's a lot of content out there of how to flip houses and do the property thing if you yeah. want to. And we've tried to bring some of that to you in 2023 as well, if that is what you aspire to do. But anyway, another example of doesn't matter what he does, that people will either like him, not like him. They won't know how to spell his name. I see it spelled L-U-Z-O-N all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> just carry on. But anyway, so I'm expecting more division. I'm mm. expecting more breaking news. I'm expecting more fear. I'm expecting more politics. I'm expecting plenty of recession chat mm. because that's quite good. I'm we're, ex- we're deep in it, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting more boring house price chat that you can't control. Yep. And I mean, I posted as an example um, the some data from CoreLogic on Instagram, 2003, 2013, 2023. Instantly, it's like, you know, just tons of comments. People want to talk about property and like, this is good, this is bad. Oh, you're missing this thing. You can't compare that data and we've we're just so fixated on property, right? So yeah. if I'm a marketer, if I'm a if I'm the media, I'm thinking, well, every chance I get, I'm talking about property prices increasing. Yep. That's either great for people that have got property or triggering for people who don't have property because you're like, fuck, well, how am I going to get it? So it plays to every Kiwi yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Plays to our brain damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there'd be more of that. Now what I'm saying is just like see it like you said before rise above it see it and realise it and just be aware of it so even just knowing that that is what the landscape is you will see some articles much like the oh Luxon's house which is worth 4 point whatever million you know it's the main article on, on a website for instance it's it's the subheading which what's it actually got to do with the story <laughs> nothing, nothing. but so my word it is smart <laughs> you know, it is very smart so see that stuff and be aware of it but on that, you know, you might want to just turn some of that shit off because I've said here, your goal should be so big that you don't have time to care about politics mm. and news stories. Like, yes, check them out if that's what your thing and whatnot, but you want to be focused on things that are so big that you're like, I don't have the fucking time to go and post this on my social media and have a big argument about it or whatever. And you could kind of argue, well, like, isn't that what you do on, on Keep the Change? But I'm trying to use these things as examples and whatnot as we go as well. But... You know, if you're in that early stage of trying to get in the construction, like Matthew Conaghy was saying at the very start of this pod, you don't have time to be doing that shit and to no. be sending it to your mates and sending reels around and stuff. You're like, ah, oh, actually, you know what? Like, I've I've noticed myself keep doing that. I need to pull back from that because I've got things that I want to achieve, and if I keep doing this stuff over here, it's going to stop me. Yeah, I think also we've done like multiple pods, and I think there's a gangster one. I can't remember what it's called about. If you want to work out whether that stuff's important to you, think about when you're like 70 or 80 and what matters to you then and then ask, get your 80-year-old self to ask your 30-year-old self or whatever age you are now, did you enjoy that election? Did you enjoy knowing about such and such as house price? Mm. And your 80-year-old self will be like, fuck, I'm just happy that the kids are healthy. Exactly. You know, like it just does not fucking matter, man. So I've said, get your own shit sorted first and then tune back into that if you choose. But what you have to understand is, like, the reason I'm saying that is because this is going to get louder because revenue is decreasing. 
the easiest way to get it back is to trigger people, to divide them, to keep throwing shit in front of them. And so it's going to be so tempting to get involved in that stuff. But I dare you to do one election cycle, so three years focusing on your own stuff, not the blue or red bullshit. Yeah, man. It's pretty interesting, eh? Because I run like no notifications now apart from my email. So I can hit that fast because I'm all about like fast turnaround time and shit. Yeah. Can be. But um, all of the apps that I do use, like Facebook Messenger or Instagram or WhatsApp, they all, every now and then when you open, they'll be like, do you want to turn them back on? Yeah. Fuck, man. It's relentless. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty interesting, eh? Like that's a version of what everything's trying to take your attention away from the things that you should do so you can use their shit and get them money because mm-hmm. you are the product. And they're trying to get you. Yeah. And man, it is, you just have to be so, it's like a form of discipline almost actually, just to be like, eventually like the blue bar on Messenger that says, turn your notifications on, it's just there. Yes. And you don't read it. But when you first do that stuff and go through the process of turning them off and deleting, you know, news apps or whatever it is, it comes at you hard. And it's like, I think... It's like, remember those endorphins you used to get when you opened us up? Yeah. Or when we told you that something was happening, when we told you, you know, that a mate had texted you about having a beer on Thursday that doesn't matter because you can, t- you can talk to him tonight. <laughs> you know, like, it's just fucking relentless and it'll come after you hard. And if you can get to the point where you truly don't care about any of that shit, mm. fuck, nice place to be, man. I even saw, I think on one of the platforms, it would say, like, you missed 18 notifications. <laughs> You, you bloody missed them. You missed you them. Missed them having them you, turned off. That's, <laughs> that's what they, you're like, oh, I did. I missed out. Yeah. I missed out, man. <laughs> but like, uh, those platforms are so good, whether it's media, social media or whatnot. The other day, for instance, and I'm glad because I started like learning about this stuff so I can see it now. But mm. the other day, because I use social media a lot for my work, I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to go onto that platform and do that thing. Mm. I went to that platform and then bang, they got me before I did the thing. Click the notification button. What? Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. I can't even remember it, but I'm like, shit, what was I going on there to do? And I had to stop and go like, oh. I was over there and then I need to come back over there. So what, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I needed to do, like I needed to message that person or respond to that lead or whatever it was yeah. or post that thing. So I'm very aware of this shit and I've spent time trying to figure out, shit, how can I get myself out of it? Mm. But these platforms are so good. That's why they're so valuable yeah, and so good at getting advertising revenue because they know how to get your attention, steal it, and take it from what you could be doing. Yeah, man. So use the platforms, otherwise they will use you. Now, the same thing goes for shit, goods, or services, things that you don't need. Remember that the disposable dollar is shrinking. Interesting, mate. One of the... I guess this kind of sums up what 2024 will be like. Now, I saw one of my mates yesterday, first time I've seen him back in 2024, uh, since back in 2023, sorry. And the first thing he talks to me about is, man, it's an expensive time of year, eh? And I've got a pretty big bill coming up and that's like putting a bit of financial strain on me. Mm. And I thought, times that out by how many Kiwis, you know, Mm. where that's what they're thinking about. And that's why 38% of a thousand Americans are probably much similar to us Kiwis, like I need to make a new resolution around my finances. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a heavy weight for people that they're carrying mentally again for another year where they're having to think about finances. Mm. And it wears you down because 
you see what other people are doing for summer and you're like, well, how come I can't? You fall into the envy trap. You're like, how long is it going to go for? You're, should I have made that decision? Yeah. Should I do this coming up? Should I take any risk? Should I change jobs? Maybe I won't. Oh, it's fucking paralyzing. It is. There's so and many people. And you just don't know. It just like we were coming back, me and a mate the other day from the boat ramp with my boat on the back, which is like an old secondhand boat with lots of hours on it. And we're in like a full drive. That's an old full drive. And he was just like asking me about finance and stuff. And he was like asking me if I finance cars. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said, do you reckon all these like, he's like, look, one, two, three, four, five, six brand new Ford Rangers, Dodge Ram, all of this, new boat on the back. Do you reckon that's finance? And I was like, 100%. He's like, fuck. He's like, if I sold my car and this car, I still couldn't buy their car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's all on tick, man. Yeah. And like, it's all going to start squeezing. <laughs> it can't just keep going like this. Whenever you see it, the product that comes after these booms is always a bit shitty, eh? Mm. And, you know, like he's sensible enough to not have gone out and done the Ranger and the boat and the, the jet ski and all of that. But his brain is like, how did they, how, how come they've got it and I haven't? And yeah. it's triggering him, you know? And I'm like, bro, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Do your own thing. Yeah. You've got no idea about their situation. The goal is to not want it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just on that, it's so easy to go out and get the shit that you want because you can through debt. But remember that the thing that you give up to do that is you put yourself back on the hamster wheel. Like you basically draw the life for yourself that you have to have. Yeah. I have to have that level of income. Why? Oh, because I need to make my car repayment, my credit card repayment, my mortgage repayment, whatever. So you then build your life you design your life based on the things that you choose to repay yeah and that's very very easy to do and it's very common so then you think it's the thing to do Mm. but someone's probably looking down laughing being like another one (laughs) we got another one in the trap how good yeah i was trying to the finance companies exactly i was trying to find it uh sorry read some data last night on to find a really good article on how do the credit card companies afford to give these cashbacks and these earpoints? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple for us, right? But, you know, basically it's interest paid on these credit cards. It's the transaction fees. It's the annual fees. It's the late payment fees. It's the you drew money off it by mistake one time. Yep. Oh, well, we've got to charge you a fee for that. Yep. And it's so much money that it can subsidize all of that shit. And, mate, and... MasterCard, I think, hopefully, oh, it could be, MasterCard or Visa can still come and sponsor the entire Women's Football World Cup in 2023. Somehow. The the entire. Yeah. It's a big sponsorship ticket. Somehow they've still got enough money left over. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, I don't know if this is correct, but I'm pretty sure I went, because I've got a credit card and I went to uh, like the business one or whatever, and I paid too much into it, as in it's got like a five grand limit and I owed a grand on it and I put two grand in or something, and I'm pretty sure it charged me for that, eh? (laughs) Overpaying your credit card. Gee whiz. Uh, But back to my point, mate. So same thing with shit goods or services, the disposable dollar is shrinking, right? So people are going to have to push harder to sell you these shit goods or services, or they're going to give up, and they're going to get cleaned up. Mm. You need to be very careful of, do you really need the things that you're seeing being advertised to you. Mm. 
is that what you want to swap? You're not swapping your money because you swap your life for your money. So therefore, do you want to swap your life for the things that have been marketed to mm. you? You know, do you really need them? So I think be very deliberate with the things that you purchase in 2024. I also think on the flip side, if you're the person that's trying to get money, like a business or or an employee, whatever, and you're trying to improve and do better, it's going to be another year of like really going over and above to try and stand out, eh? Yeah. I think it's just going to be like a year of grind for probably not that much return, but just you just have to believe and trust yourself that you know you will get it back at a later date. <laughs> well, mate, that leads into a very good point that I have here. But I'll just finish on the last. I've said many will quieten down so that businesses that are just like, oh, I can't sell, it's too hard. Mm. This isn't working anymore. It used to work. So they'll think the data is saying, well, it used to work, it doesn't, therefore like, I shouldn't do this anymore. That's probably just, well, it was so easy. Now it's hard. You need to figure out how to play in the hard environment. But see, many will quieten down because business got really hard, but the grunty will push harder and they're still going to be coming for your disposable dollar. Mm. So as a consumer, you need to think, do you want to give it to them? And do you need to give it to them? So think about that. And on your point about going above and beyond, I've got here, going above and beyond will become fashionable again. People will take another 12 months to figure this out. I was probably 12 months early with this. I thought this at the start of 2023. Same, yeah. But I think it's right. I think that's how we've seen people be successful in 2023 because they were going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people don't get it. Quiet quitters will become loud losers as I taught you when those two words become fashionable. When everyone was banging on about quiet quitting on social media, stay away Mm. from the quiet quitters because that's a cul-de-sac. Yeah, man. You know, they are disengaged, toxic beings. If they don't like their job, and won't do anything about it, imagine what the rest of their life is like. Yeah, that must suck. Why the fuck do you want to hang out with those people? Yeah. That blows my mind. Why would you choose to hang out with people that don't like their job to the point where they're like, oh, I'm a proud, quiet quitter and all this shit? That's literally what's going through their head rather than, you know what I might do? I might find my passion. I might find something I'm into. I might go and see a fucking career counsellor. I might even tidy up some of my own demons. Like go to a mental institution. <laughs> Finding a new job, you know. I might go and volunteer to, to weigh out the fact that I don't like being here. So be very careful hanging out with people that are disengaged beings, whether it be from anything that you're involved with. Mm. They are not positive people you want to be around. So true. My brain is so far removed from that shit. I don't even understand it. But well, you'll love this one, mate. People, more people will blame, make excuses, and deny the outcomes are because of their own actions. Mm-hmm. Mm. Guaranteed. Like, can't believe the Reserve Bank did this. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a good example. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, but it's detailed. <laughs> yeah, like own your shit is what I'm saying there. Don't just like as soon as we get into the blame, excuse, deny territory. Life doesn't get easier. It's it's harder down there anyway. Mm. So try and get yourself out. But again, more people are going to stay down there. But you're interested to get your thoughts here, mate. I've said more people will lose their jobs and less people will get pay rises. Yeah, I think uh, I think I said at the end of last year, I was like, I hope you got your pay rises in over the last couple of years because this year is not going to be a year of it, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So back to the authenticity piece, which I spoke about as part of Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> or Kyrgyzos. <laughs> In a world of increasing AI, not being robotic will be valuable. So think about that. Yeah. Yes, it's a powerful tool and it's great, but there's probably going to be some opportunities to just be authentic and Mm. stand out. And I've put here, I often say the best way to stand out is to be yourself. 
authenticity will become sexier than anything you've browsed in incognito mode. <laughs> so be yourself and be true to being authentic. Yeah, man. And people will lap that shit up. Yeah. It's a strange one, eh? Because like authenticity, I guess authenticity is a little bit hard to do because you don't want to, you know, show off or, you know, that mm. Kiwi thing, you know, no one needs to know what I'm up to or whatever. But just being yourself and people would appreciate it. It's yeah. a weird thing, eh? I don't yeah. know how that works. I think because there's so many people trying to pretend some that they're somebody that they're not. Yeah. That when someone's authentic, they're like, oh man, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. I think one of the things that you do have to do, which kept me away from social media for a while, is like not worry about the ones that don't like it. Yeah. Because you won't talk to them anyway. Yeah. They probably just want to be authentic themselves, but they can't figure out how to do it. Yeah. Being pro at not caring about the comparison or the thoughts of others and stuff like that. And just if you be, be you and be a good person, it can't really go wrong. I like it. And one massive theme, mate, which I was talking about a little bit on social media recently is that this is still a nation of people obsessed with asset prices increasing. Mm. This is a lesson that we've tried to get really loud on over the last two years, but I don't think people get it. And going back to media revenue declining, what's that going to mean? We need more stories about property. Mm-hmm. because we get excited. Oh, property prices are going up. Yes, yes, yes. My life's better. You make your life better, not your house price going up. Yeah, yeah. So if we're constantly just thinking about asset prices increasing, it's just teaching us to be lazy because you're not, like unless you're adding value to your property or your assets, for instance, you're probably not the person in control of whether it's become more valuable. Like for most people, the majority of Kiwis, yeah. when it comes to property prices increasing, they get excited about the fact that their asset is increasing and they're not doing anything. Yeah. Like that should be <laughs> enough of a smack in the face to go, ah, uh, yeah, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So why am I excited? Why do I have dopamine? when I see that house prices have gone up in my area and I've done nothing, yep. you know, then again, you're like, cool, I should let everyone think like that. And then I should go and figure out how to become more valuable or make my property more valuable if it's the property thing. So avoid the lazy sleepwalk thinking around asset prices go up. This is great. Everything's great. And challenge yourself and think, well, if asset prices only move in line with inflation for the next <laughs> decade, like we said in the podcast in 2023, what if there's no growth? You know, if in 10 years' time, you figure it out then. Mm. Someone's like, oh, did you not know that asset prices only actually moved in line with inflation? Yeah. Well, shit, sorry. Um, How are you going to react? Yeah. So think about that and think, what would you need to do to be happy or to not be gutted? You would be thinking about how do you increase your income or add value to your own assets that you have And I saw an awesome Seth Godin quote the other day, and it's, what thing do you have in your life that you can work on every single day that is an asset that you can increase value to? Mm. Have you got one of those things in your life? Like we all do because it's ourself is one of the answers. But is there an asset that you can just tinker with every day Mm. that becomes more valuable? That's a pretty cool framework to to think about and to have. Shit, that's quite powerful, that one. Yeah. I haven't thought about it like that. Mm. Mm. So think about that. Um, Now, we are and we have been in a time where we need to focus on increasing our income. And few people understand this and few people spend time learning about this. We've been in it since 2021, man, and like we're still being on about it. Yeah. People don't get it. Nah. You know, yep, the pay rise at work might be the thing, but 
think about how you can bring more money into your household just so that you learn the skills to do it. And why I put here, if you understand this and spend time learning it, you mm. might not even need to do it, but you might know how to do it. Knowing how to do it when you do need to do it is fucking powerful. Mm. Not knowing how to do it when you need to do it, that sucks. Yeah. And then you're into blame, excuse, deny, poor me, how did this happen? So even if you go and practice some of the skills and think, you know what, I don't really need to be doing this stuff, okay. Although some of the messages and stories, fuck. Yeah. They are cool, eh? Mm-hmm. Some uh, life-changing scenarios. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And I think there's probably some out there that we definitely don't hear about too. Oh. Like imagine if those are the ones that we do hear about, imagine yeah. the ones that we haven't heard about. I had a good one over the, the break where someone was basically like, I negotiated my pay rise and brought some data around inflation and things like that and you know got a bigger pay rise than I expected and if I wasn't- Bringing inflation data to a fucking meeting <laughs> that's so gangster, <laughs> eh? <laughs> wasn't listening to this shit, you know, probably wouldn't have even been thinking about that or had the courage to do it. Now we just got to go to the government and get them to do it to the tax rate. <laughs> so, you know, continue to think about increasing income and practicing those skills and just learning them mm. because eventually in your life, like you may want to get off of the current path or vehicle that you're in and you might decide, yeah, I don't want to work in this job. I want to do something different. So they're just skills. Mm. And recently had the young 15 year old lad in here that's done 50 grand worth of sales. You know, that's a good example of someone that's just learning some different skills yeah. to figure out how to make some coin. Life skills too, man. Mm. Oof, so Unreal. Cool. But also, most people haven't had to think about this because asset prices have been increasing. So, you know, over the last 40 years, for instance, then when we see, oh, our, our property's becoming worth more, I can go to the bank, I can borrow more money against it. These are the same, well, this is the same type of argument where people are like, oh, this should be a capital gains tax. You, 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 the rich aren't paying enough tax. Well, a lot of everyday Kiwis are borrowing against their property and getting access to income. Mm. If you can't do that, you've got to go out there and earn income, which you've then got to pay tax on to then spend that income. So there's a good argument for, well, then why do those people- No more fucking taxes, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so because we haven't been forced to think about increasing incomes, we haven't been loud about teaching some of these skills yeah. for people. Yeah. So and I think in general, because of that, over the last, you know, well, a few decades really- I think in in the consequences of, you know, the printing money in COVID and now where we are economy-wise, I think 2024 is going to feel pretty soggy. Yeah. And, like, my main one is, like, okay, people's house prices might not go up. That has that wealth effect negative issue, right? People don't feel wealthy. Then we might have a little bit of unemployment. We, we probably won't have the pay rises. Interest rates, eh, they might, I reckon they'll come down, but what if they don't? So like my brain's going, okay, what does all this mean? It's just, it comes back to me, like one of my main things this year is making sure that my, me and then I teach the brokers and to everyone that works in the company and whoever's around me is to like level up my communication to the fucking next level and be like super clear and concise and helpful. And really, it comes back to like the value thing, but I think that's like, going to be so important because people's instant reactions to everything is going to be negative because of the environment. Mm. And you have to try and provide good intel, good information, good knowledge, everything that we do, and then we will get a good result. But it has to be like 
You can't do the 2021 thing where you're just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. It's completely opposite. Like you've actually got to put in the work to get it now, right? Definitely. Yep. I've said that if you learn to increase your income and become more in control of it, you pay less attention to asset prices. Yeah. So that's another reason to do it is to think, well, I'm not actually going to care as much about what's happening to my house price. I had a mate tell me, went to homes.co.nz or whatever one of those sites are that give you your property values. I shouldn't have done that (laughs) because it's gone down. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking like the wrong way because Mm. you're like, yeah, that I'm not even going to sell this, so then why would I go and do that? But now he's got to deal with that info. He's like, fuck, how's my house price gone down? Don't worry, brother. It's still got three bedrooms, two bathrooms, double garage. Exactly. <laughs> it still say it serves the same purpose. Yeah. You know? So just be careful of the information you're feeding yourself and how obsessed you are around asset values because most of the time we're not really in control nah. of those. Nah. For 99% of people. You should care about it when you, when you buy it and like the six months leading up to you selling it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Now, mate, something personal for me. I now get paid monthly, and I have for a while. Yep. But I get paid four times a month. Ooh. So, and I actually get paid more than that. But I have four meaningful income streams that come in during a month where I'm like, that goes in the budget. 40% of that gets allocated to a savings account. Yeah. What else is floating around? What other dumb shit can we do with this cash? What's the price of Fuck, Ethereum? That's nice, man. I think I got fucking paid four times last year. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to say here is I get paid monthly, but four times a month. I can't explain how exciting that feels compared to not having an income and having zero income and zero assets yeah, man. and having some debts. Yeah. Now- that is a gigantic turnaround, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what asset prices are. Like, I do, but I've focused on income streams yep. rather than asset prices. And it's very, very hard to articulate uh, how powerful mm. that feels. Now, remember as well that that's into my bank account. Mm. Then I've got multiple business angles mm-hmm. with multiple income streams inside those. Yep. Feeding into those bank accounts. If you spend time thinking about multiple income streams, you will be in the smallest percentage of people in the country. Yeah. In the world. Now, you may not know where to start. It's as little as have you got a meaningful amount of interest coming in? Remember, I started at zero. Yeah. So I knew these concepts and thought, fuck, that looks like something cool to go after. Mm. Multiple income streams. <laughs> Good one, dickhead. Yeah. You've got zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Believing that it's possible and then getting there, that's the valuable part. And I don't think people understand how much and how aggressive your action taking is though, eh? <laughs> Probably not. It's, it's next Violent. level. Like it's lost you money. A hundred percent all the time. <laughs> like quite a bit. Yeah. But like you take so much action and are so diligent with it, sometimes without even thinking, that like this is the result of it, right? Mm. And I think it's so it's pretty impressive. You should be pretty proud of it. Yeah, I am, and I definitely am. And I think I, I want to inspire other people to the reason I tell you this is because that was a goal for me years ago to mm. have multiple streams of income. Like, that sounds pretty cool. Mm. I had nothing. Now, even when I was in debt, I was thinking like that. 
So yes, 2024, we want to be thinking about what can I achieve this year? A number of these things that I've now achieved took me fucking ages. Yeah. And then I crammed like two years of work into a year and started learning about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So really this has taken me 10 years, but I did it in five because I did two years of doing it in five, et cetera, right? Yep. So you start to learn all of those things around it as well. The most important thing I think people need to be thinking about in 2024 is what seeds they are planting. Mm. Now, then you can water them, you can grow them, and then they start to bear fruit. Yep. Years ago for me, I came across the idea of multiple streams of income. I had nothing. I didn't let go of that. I planted a seed. You know, I had that seed planted like, whoa, you know, wonder what that's like. Fast forward years and years, I've got multiple streams of income coming in to the point where it's boring. You're like, okay, you just now fucking invest it. Yeah, re- redeploy. And go again next month and then get back on your scooter and put your backpack on and go back to fucking work. Stay till nine o'clock and do a webinar. Yeah. Just add more value and see what happens. Eventually it comes through, right? So you, but the journey is so fun, but I held that idea. I watered it. And now I'm here and it bears fruit and you're like, wow, like, thank Mm. fuck I didn't give up. Like, Mm. that's so cool. And so now I'm not too worried about asset prices and stuff. I'm not like fucking logging in every day. like, What are they? What are my assets worth? Or what's what's the value of a property and stuff? Sure, I do that stuff and I encourage people to do the monthly net worth tracker, for instance, but for a purpose, right? And to Mm. give you a reference point. So whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life or whatever your goals are, you might not get them in 2024 and mm. they might be way bigger than a year's work. They might take five, yeah, but that's okay. You know, start to plant some seeds, water them, watch them grow and bear the fruit. And now I can still remember what it was like having a little bit of interest coming in and I'm like, that's a malt. Okay. That's a new stream of income. Yeah. But it's a dollar forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was, I'm like, ah, oh, this, the principle works. This is, this is pretty cool. And, we're all going to have different goals and you know, you might not relate to that one, but that's fine. You know, think about the things that you want from your life and then think, okay, what seeds do I need to plant in 2024? This is like going back to the very start. This is like the difference between like the foundation has been built. Yeah. You know, like you've got, like if you didn't do anything from the, for the next two, three, four weeks, you'd still get your month's worth of four payments or whatever. Yeah. Can't do that forever because it needs maintenance, but you know, you need to talk to customers and things, but basically like there's a, there's a base layer there that with a certain level of effort of maintenance, it will just continue. And, but it took so long to put that, that foundation in place. Right. Mm. It's just like in the apartment building, what is the most expensive apartment? The penthouse, The the top one with the big views Yep. And the helipad on the roof and the pool and shit. But you can't build the penthouse without the big fucking concrete piles and steel in the ground. Yeah. You know, 25 stories down there. And it's the same for anything, whether it's like investing or a business or growing your income. You can't just walk around being like, I'm going to have a 500 grand income this year without like compounding the skills that allows you to get that. Yeah. You know, and it, Unfortunately, it can't happen overnight. But if you're in that stage, build the fucking foundation, man, because you have it forever. Yeah. And no one can take it away from you. Yeah. And, you know, if you've got big aspirations, but they look like they're years away, do what you can to just keep them close to you. So keep thinking about them. 
keep writing them down, walk past them, go and taste them if you can. Mm. It, you know, I had to clear my 15 grand credit card, for instance, before I could even get into, you yeah. know, don't worry about multiple streams of income, man. I was thinking about fucking multiple repayments <laughs> on stupid loans. 15 grand credit card sounds horrible. <laughs> what the hell? You know, so oh. don't let go of your big goals and your dreams and stuff, especially in a negative year when we're going to see people losing their jobs. We're going to see more recession tra- mm. chat. We're going to see growth's not there. We're, going to, we're not going to get pay rises and things. Yeah. You know? It's actually beneficial to have a goal so big that it takes two, three, four, five years. Because if you have something that you know you want to achieve in the next five years, then this year is just a fucking year. Mm. It's yeah. only 20% of it. So right. if it's a hard year, you've got 80% left to go, brother. I liked your comment on a post about I did about what was 2023 like and you're like I'm two years closer towards my 10 year journey yeah. yeah so mate for for me a few things that I am working on this year that I'll be taking action to improve uh one personal brand mm-hmm. so I know how beneficial that can be yep and I continue to grow that because I know that good things, evidence for that yeah so that for me, I'm like, okay, I need to keep spending money in that space. I need to keep doing that. I need to keep getting out there. I need to keep posting, etc. cetera. Um, adding more value. That's something from 2023. At this stage, if you haven't listened to, I did a pod around my themes for 2023. I think I ran you through from my blue book, some yep. things I was thinking yep. about. I'm usually probably 18 months ahead of where yeah, the, yeah. the market is anyway. Go back and listen to those because those things will make a lot of sense 12 months on. But one of those is add more value. So I think I'll, that one's going to be in both of our like every year for the rest of our lives. Exactly, yeah, it's (laughs) like a pillar. So then it it becomes, okay, how do you add more value? So I'm thinking about that. Um, And, you know, yesterday I sat in here and I'm writing down, okay, who are people going to need to hear from this year? Okay, Mm -hmm. start writing some ideas down. Probably need to, next time I speak to them, ask them, hey, can I get you on a pod? Can I get you on a webinar, et cetera? So I'm thinking about that stuff already. So when you have goals, you notice that your mind starts trying to help you solve them. Mm. And uh, more speaking, because that's going to lead to more authority. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing some more of that. I'm building out uh, winners for Next Advisory. So that's a, a group of business owners yep. online Saw all around that. the country. So that's a pretty big project. So that gives me a big project to sink my teeth in. It means that it requires a lot of energy. So I've got to have that to be able to do that. Um, and then just some things like in my personal life that I will tinker with mm. and try and refine. And this isn't really one of them, but one thing that I often talk about is trying to like, I've noticed that as I've gotten better at sleeping then or have good sleeps and I'm more creative, I can write faster, I can get shit done and my life feels less stressed. So I'm often looking for ways to improve that because it leads to output and I struggle to get like eight hours sleep, et cetera, but I track it and whatnot. So anyway, one of the things that I don't have that I have read about is blocking out blue light at night. And so then I just go online, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a pair of fucking blue blue light blockers to wear post the sun going down. <laughs> so that's me like, taking action. Taz is like, you're not wearing those around here. I'm like, I'm going to start making content with them on. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was about to say, we've got to do some videos. <laughs> yeah. But that's me going, okay, I know that that works and improves. And that's one variable you could change. It's going to cost you 190 bucks or whatever. It's, there's no thought. It's literally go on figure out where these come from and buy a pair, bang, violent action, mm. like it's done. I've reduced my thinking time. I'm not like, what's the fucking best one? And like, oh. Like, violent action. Yeah. That is, a, that is, I love that. <laughs> violent action, baby. Yeah. So that, like, that's how I roll. I'm like, okay, 
I don't want to in six months time being like, oh, you know, if I fucking got my blue blockers, no, because yeah. I couldn't find the coolest pair that Kim Kardashian promoted seven months ago, or whatever. I'm just like, get me a pair. They must yeah. be similar. Bang, done. I don't need to think about it anymore. Then I start wearing them and I'll track, is this actually changing something? So yeah. I guess it's a an example of like little one percenters that I'm chasing in my personal life that I know will then flow into all the other things mm. that I do. Because if I slightly improve my sleep, I know that my creativity and my output increases. Amazing. That means you might have to, because drinking fucks with your sleeping. Massively. You would yeah. see the data yeah. because you track it. Yeah, it's something that I often battle with where I think, like this, this is another exercise that I would encourage people to do is write down who benefits the most when you're at your best. Mm, shit. That's a grunty interview. That'd probably exercise. stop you from having 13 beers. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> when am I not at my best? Yeah. And I, I drank fuck all in 2023. You were really good. Yeah. Like by the time I got to December, I'd been drunk twice. And then by the end of December, I'd been drunk four times. <laughs> yeah. But um, like I sleep real good. I don't have like sleeping problems like yeah. other people. I just go to bed, I fall asleep, and then I wake up. But when I drank those times, I'd wake up at like 3 a.m., yep. then 4 a.m., and then I'd think about it in the morning and I'd be like, I think I woke up, and I did. Yeah. And you just like fuck around and roll around for like 10 minutes trying to go back to sleep. Like it can't be good for you, eh? No, it doesn't, mate, because what it does is it's like your heart rate is increasing. Yeah. And I'll, I'll show you here, for instance, um, on my – so I use an Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. You're probably up for – if you want to get into this, you're probably up for 300 New Zealand, but it's an investment in yourself, maybe 400 now. Yeah. Look look at this um, – look at this, like, leading up to the end of the year. So this is a Saturday yep. on the 16th of December – must have gone out. So I'm an 88 readiness. Like I'm fucking hissing. Yeah. So I'm like peak performance. I'm coming in here. She's, getting she's optimal. <laughs> yeah. Beers still got oh, six like, hours, 46. My readiness, 48. Go so easy. it's like half. Yeah. Your, your body temperature and resting heart rate are elevated. How are you feeling? Re- give yourself time to recover today. Like it knows that something's up. Next day, I'm like, I've got a big sleep. I've slept for eight hours, 39, because I'm probably knackered from being out late. I'm, I'm hissing again. <laughs> That's a real good sleep. We good here. We good. And then it's like, right, like I'm in the 80s, high 80s, and then bang, another Saturday. Bears. Yeah. We're, like the only variable that's changed here is I drank on the plane. Wow, really? Three beers. So now I'm 69. Sleep, shit, six hours, 42. My body clock changed as well. Melbourne, for instance. Uh, I get up the next day. Uh, do we have any drinks on? Yeah, have some drinks over in Melbourne. Bang, 57. Oh, sleep. shit. 58. Wow, that's crazy. Awake in the mid, like five hours sleep. Awake in the middle of the night for like 30 minutes. Oh, you can see the gaps in it. Yeah, and then off it, Christmas Eve. So Christmas Day, I'm I'm pretty sharp. Some few drinks and stuff Christmas Eve, but like two, I think, earlier in the day. Uh, Boxing Day. Boxing Day, I had more so, drinks. Yeah, yeah. Wake up the next morning, Bang. Readiness 64. What yeah. this is telling me is if you are a drinker, try and do it at 9am when you get up. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. wear it off. <laughs> but then, like, this is then, so then I fly to Wanaka, right? Yeah. And this is an environment of have a few beers every day sort of thing. Yeah. And Oh, like, yeah, look, shit. One after the other. <laughs> like, look, I'm, now I'm down in my 70s. So, like, imagine how hard it is for me to write money mail and shit in these. Yeah. Like, look, bang, bang, 
Bang. Oh shit, you're just depleting there, boy. Yeah, 51. Like I'm I'm off it here too. Now I'm on the recovery, but I'm back to 70s, 70, 71, oh, yeah. 76. So it takes a little bit to build back up too. Yeah, so I'm only at like, so I'm not I'm not even close to- So a week to, of piss drinking is like a week of recovery. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. to get back to good sleep. Yeah. Shit. So it, it has such a big impact. And even just two or three, like I think- if you knew what two or three beers did to you in an evening, mm. like if you had the data to see what it does when it tracks all your prior nights of not drinking, you would realise like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, I probably don't need to have two or three beers at night, even if you mm. might like it. But yeah, that, that's a really hard one for me to juggle because I like being social, but I know, like say I was like, right, you've only got three years to live and we need to get you on like peak, you need to get everything out of your system and into the world that we can, it's going to help you beyond you dying. Probably the first thing I would do would be like, right, I need to, I'm going to have to bin the piss then. Yep. But I'd probably want to do it. This is fun on, on some. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we've probably all got those things in our life that <laughs> we know we need to learn how to like manage and, and live around mm. and balance. But they all, like all of these things have uh, an impact uh, in some way, shape or form. Yeah, man, definitely. Eh? Yeah, it was so funny just noticing it. I was like, fuck. Oh, well. Especially when you hadn't been drinking throughout the year. Yeah, 2024 is going to be a year of like no drinking again for me. Wow, yeah, because it was... I'll drink, but yeah. like not probably the same as last year. Like it'll come to December and I'll get fucking hammered off six beers because I haven't drunk all year and then... Yeah, well, mate, I've got a three-day stag do coming up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be brutal. I've got six weddings this year, is it? Anyway, oh, so... Oh, man. Yeah. Mate, anything I've missed there, there's some pretty, uh, pretty gnarly shit in there, hopefully. Yeah. I don't think so. I think, yeah, just... Um, Expect the worst, hope for the best. If you plan accordingly, you'll be fine. And if you haven't got the foundation built yet, use this year to build the foundation. If you have got a foundation, be prepared to keep providing value and not get paid for it until maybe 25, 26. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing to think about as like actually getting the reward in the future years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, delaying your own gratification, which is, you know, getting paid later on. Love it. Well, we hope that you have an amazing 2024. We'll be with you throughout the year, looking at things that are changing, telling you about the things that we're doing. And I would encourage you, if you haven't, go back and have a listen to the themes of 2023 because there were some rippers in there and it's a very principal approach for sorting out your year. I didn't go super tactical in this around like writing down gratefulness, writing down goals, setting calendar reminders and things like that. There's been heaps of that stuff before. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to go and figure out some of those basics. Those are now ingrained in me, you know, writing down things that I'm grateful for each day, for instance, and and, and writing down goals and, and setting calendar reminders and things like that. So I forget to talk about them because I kind of think that's just a given now. Mm. But again, that goes back to the start of this pod where I was saying to Mikey how the foundations are built, then it's around, you know, tinkering with them 1% or is a goal really that important from last year yep. and changing those sorts of things. So that's where I think we've each got to find our individual rhythm and individual goals as well and then go after them. But there's a stack of old content there. What I'm going to do, I've already written down, you had a good idea the other day, for Keep the Change. There's so many old podcasts that people would have missed because they've started listening later. There will be each week going forward a In Case You Weren't Listening podcast mm. and going to make a Google sheet of 52 of the best podcasts that I think are really important for people to listen to and they'll come out every Monday so you can start your week and you might have already listened to some of those. You might want to listen again or you might have missed it in case you weren't listening. So you'll be able to see some of the podcasts that aren't you know, new 
They're basically a re-release of a really important podcast. Because we know you joined like last year and you're too lazy to go back to the start. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you remember as well that you might be a different person when you go back and listen to something and you'll pick up on something sure. different in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, think about actually listening to those again, but just think about what you are putting into. Lastly, you know, think about what you're putting into your eyes, your ears and your mouth in 2024. See you in 2025. <laughs>